Greetings, salutations, and welcome to Retrek. I'm Captain Jim, and with me, of course, is Admiral Elliot. Hi there. And we're, well, we're going to say nearing the end of the road to Picard, but we're still on the road to yeah, Picard. Yeah, probably got another... Got a good few episodes, few episodes. half a dozen. Yeah, maybe. about six episodes to run. Until we get to the actual premiere of Picard, but for now, we're still looking at TNG, and this time we're going to be looking at two more Q episodes, and... Probably the two sort of most different tonally and everything. We've got a a good sort of comedic Q episode and then a pretty serious one. Yeah. So some really good stuff to look at this episode. So um, first of all, we'll start off with Cupid then, which I don't that I think I've talked about the Q puns in the episode titles before. I like Cupid. That's yeah. A good Cupid one. works well. Yeah, and this is it's. It's a Q episode, but it's also kind of a sequel to Captain's Holiday. Yeah, so. yeah, we, uh, get uh, the return of Vash. Yeah, I like Vash. I'd forgotten how much fun yeah. Vash was actually. So, yeah, we get Vash coming back, and this was just uh, a season later. But we also get uh, Q following up on a lot of the things from Deja Q. Like he feels, yeah, it feels that he was <laughs> a present to Picard yeah. to say thank you. <laughs> And not just like a mariachi band yeah. or the laugh that he give data. So, yeah. So, it's, it's a good one. It's a funny one. Um, we'll look at the story first of all, then. So, we start off with Vash turns up in Picard's quarters. So, I wonder how she managed to sneak into the captain's quarters on the flagship of the Federation. Well, well we're quite sure that she's part of the... <coughs> This it's it's an archaeology speech that Oh yeah yeah so Picard's off to be given. She's part of the delegation. So she's got access to the Enterprise. Yes. And like we know that she's a bit dodgy and all that from Captain Soldier, so we have to imagine that she could probably bypass a door security system. Yeah, it's pretty good though, pretty good. Again, it's maybe just Worf being a bit slack again. So yeah. There's all sorts of stuff about Worf not doing so good. In fact, I think we might have some examples to talk about this week. But anyway, um, so this leads to, anyway, you get this bit where Vash is there at breakfast and Beverly comes in and Picard's really awkward. Yeah, he's, he's really awkward and Vash goes, oh yeah, I know about you that you meet. Yeah. So, um, oh well I've never heard anything about you <laughs> and Beverly seems to enjoy winding Picard up yeah. a little bit because he, he he goes sort of all school kid kind yeah, of he goes very uh, school kid and yeah like the, this is Beverly Dr. Dr. Beverly Dr. Beverly Crusher and all this stuff yeah. so yeah it's, it's really good seeing him squirm a little bit and unusually for a, a Q episode and we you know, even if you didn't know, if you'd not seen any of the trailers for the episode coming up, first of all, you've got the episode title. Yeah. So you can guess it's going to be a cue. And you've got John Delancey on the um, guest credits. So it's no big surprise. But it's about 15 minutes before yeah, he actually yeah, turns it takes up on the screen. Yeah, quite a while, doesn't it? Yeah, we get, you know, a lot of it's just Picard and Vash. And then Q finally sort of shows up at the end of the, the yeah, first act, in his ready as room. call it. Yeah, and then it you get this thing Picard and uh, Vash have kind of broken up. I mean, they're not. Well, after broken up, yeah, they're, they're not really seeing each other. Yeah, are they? they're, they're, not, they're not in a relationship. They had like we talked about this in Captain Soldier yeah. that <laughs> they got together. They and all that but it was very much there yeah, yeah it, it was. wasn't something carrying on yeah and they sort of resume the physical side of it or it's implied they do but yeah they 
they have a bit of a row and Q decides that he's going to help. Yeah. <laughs> and this leads to this Robin Hood scenario that he, he constructs and everything. And then the rest of the episode, so it plays out, it's sort of kind of a pastiche of Robin Hood, but it's also almost playing it quite straight in terms of the beats of the plot. You know, it's some Marion's kidnapped. Some of it's straight, so. some of it's funny. It's a, it's a yeah. And they do subvert it with Vash sort of agreeing to marry Sagai <laughs> yeah. and everything. And we'll we'll talk about that a bit more when we get to the characters. But yeah, so Vash betrays Picard, but she's really asked Riker for help. And it ends up with a big confrontation at Nottingham Castle. And Q's going to have Vash executed. But ultimately, they all get away. Yeah. Return to Sherwood Forest. But then back on the Enterprise, Picard and Vash make up but Vash ultimately decides to leave with you yeah she's have to go exploring with him she's opportunity on yeah so totally unique opportunity yeah, yeah which fits in with what we know of her yes yeah. um it, it, it's a really well sort of put together character episode this everybody's yeah, like it, it's a very simple story there's no great jeopardy no in this there's no I mean the, there's not even a jeopardy like we've seen in others the last Q episode where we had random disaster of the Yeah, week. we did. There's none of that. But there's nothing of that. It's all I purely. Mean, it's implied that, you know, Q says, I've let this do its own thing now so people can die. Yeah. But ultimately, the stakes are not Yeah, you've got to believe that if Q wanted to, he could sort of bring anyone back. Yeah, of course, as we find out in the next one we're looking at today. But, yeah. Um, yeah. So let's have a look at the characters then. So Picard... He starts off, and as you mentioned, he's um, he's going to give this keynote speech, and he's taking it really seriously. Yeah, he's <laughs> like he's obviously addressing his peers. That's in it. The archaeolog- yeah, like he's very much into his archaeology. Yeah, it's like in Picard's field as the captain of the Enterprise, he exudes confidence, and he knows what he's doing. And talking to other members of Starfleet, yeah. he's usually the dominant one in the conversation, but you hit the nail on the head it's, it's because it's other people who he admires and yeah. he looks up to and he's really nervous that yeah, he's not going to do like archaeology isn't actually his career it's it's his hobby yeah if you if you like it's a very it's very serious about his hobby yeah yeah but it is just a hobby and he's talking to people who it's their life yeah that's it he doesn't want to look like a layman in front yeah. of all these other people who, who know it so much better and I like that. It's it, we've talked about sort of how we can see Picard's vulnerability at different times. But yeah, this is a different type of vulnerability. This is a, a sort of a professional vulnerability rather than a a personal yeah. one. You know, and it's Picard realizing he's out of his depth in something, but he embraces the challenge of it yeah. and tries to do, do the very be- best he can. Best he can, yeah. And, you know, from, I mean, they might be buttering him up and everything, but, you know, Councillor Troy, so, you know, the speech is fine. and Well, you get the, (coughs) like, it's implied, I think, running through Next Generation, that, like, he's an amateur archaeologist, but he is very good at what he does. Yeah, yeah. And he is very up on certain subjects. He's up there amongst the foremost Um, authorities. You know, we get that. I don't know if we'll look at the chase in the road to Picard. I don't think we... 
Don't but, but when he's yeah, when his professor comes back and everything, yeah. there's a there's a lot there. And then the, also you've got this great stuff. He's very suspicious of Vash as well, and yeah, what we, she's actually doing there. Yeah, like we talked about it in Captain's Holiday, like he clearly likes her. He's yeah. attracted to her. He likes spending time. Yeah, with they've her. got a physical relationship, but, but he's very aware of that she's a bit of a scallywag. Yeah, and she's up. To she stuff. isn't a, a criminal. No, but she <laughs> she could be borderline on. <laughs> yeah, like in this one, she wants to go down and look at this archaeological site, and yeah, you're not um, allowed there. Yeah, like Q mentions it and says no, no one's been allowed to on the yeah. ruins for a hundred years. Yeah, exactly. You get the impression Vash is going to do it. I mean, go down, see what's she'd be, there. She takes some it. <laughs> see if this was like if Vash live now she'd be one of these guys that has a netflix series like you know that what's it called dangerous vacations yeah. or whatever it is oh yeah and th- this is basically what vash is doing she could have a reality show in the 24th century <laughs> if such things existed but um i like the bit as well where they're in picard oh sorry vash's quarters and he goes and finds the shovels and he's yeah. like, so you're not doing anything <laughs> <laughs> these two massive big shovels yeah. that he finds so yeah it's great fun and um, the, you get a little bit of an insight into how the crew sort of perceive Picard like everyone says he's a private he's a man pri- yeah and I think that's uh, uh, true like, like Vash is getting quite annoyed because she keeps she know she's heard about his the crew from Picard yeah he's obviously talked, talked a lot to- about them when he was on Ransa yeah. but he hasn't mentioned her at all. Yeah, and she's a bit, understandably, a bit put out by yeah. it. Because, as we've said, like, you know, they weren't committing to each other saying we're going to get married or anything no. like this. But they, they clearly it, have a lot of affection for yeah, each other. It, and it's it, like he ha- hasn't acknowledged it. Yeah, it's, the really, you know, the, what they had meant something. And you she would have expected him to have talked about it. And um, I like the bit as well where... Riker sort of hits on Vash and, <laughs> and she goes oh you must you, next yeah. you're going to say <laughs> she's so and that's an awful chat up line um, it's an awful chat up line infinity never looked so lovely <laughs> oh, oh dear and it I can't remember which episode it is but the one oh, it'd be the Dauphin where Wesley's looking for advice about oh, girls and, and starts- Riker and Guinan yeah. demonstrate flirting for him, and oh, oh it's awful. It is quin- cringeworthy. And you're like, well, if that's how they flirt in the 24th century, <laughs> that, that's pretty bad. But uh, yeah, I like that, and I like that she says, "Oh, Jean Luc does a good impression she of you," <laughs> and that's something we don't ever see from no. Picard. But it, I'd love to see. You know, it won't be a literal deleted scene, but I'd love to see the scene the where same Picard's way doing was, impressions yeah, of <laughs> of his crew. Yeah, of everybody. That'd be really good fun. And it shows as well that he's really sort of let his guard down with Ash. Yeah. And, you know, cause, because, again, she's an outsider. She's not part of Starfleet. And he can let this side of him out a little bit when he's, he's not yeah, he's got obviously, to be the captain. He's obviously very, very relaxed around it. Yeah. And it's it's a great idea that he's doing these impressions and things. <laughs> and then going back to the private thing, I love the bit where um, he's going around to see Vash, but there's a crewman there. So he sort of acknowledges the crewman and he walks past the door to make it look like he's not going anywhere. And then when the crewman's gone, he sneaks <laughs> yeah. back. And it's, it, it's sort of... 
it's childish, but I don't mean that in a negative way. It is childlike the yeah. way it's doing it. Sort of, oh, I don't want people knowing I've got yeah. a girlfriend or whatever. And but again, it shows you know he's the captain or whatever. But the crewman wouldn't surely wouldn't think anything of oh the captain went to see yeah, one of the like, delegates. There's obviously, there's obviously not a problem with captain with a captain having women. Like we just have to look at Captain Kirk yeah, for example. Captain Kirk. It was like a uh, random alien woman of the week almost at one point. Yeah, and he <laughs> made made no bones, no pun intended, with that walking out of people's quarters and things yeah. and. Yeah, so it, it's interesting, but it, it, it's interesting that Picard feels he needs to keep that distance, yeah. and you get that as well, I think, with Janeway, when, in that awful episode where she makes a holodeck man, who we met the other week, didn't we? Yeah, we did actually. Finton, because um, <clears throat> I asked him, like, oh, was it a weird call to get, like, we've selected you to be Kate Mulgrew's <laughs> perfect man? I, I don't think he was that keen on that line of questioning, really. Maybe he doesn't have fond memories of them episodes, but... You know what? You've got to ask these things yeah. when you get a chance. Uh, but, yeah, I don't think Finton will be doing us an interview for the show anytime soon. No. Never mind. He wasn't a very chatty kind of chap, was he? I'm sure he's lovely. Yeah. It's... But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, so Janeway has that distance as well with... Um, with relationships and whatnot, we see that with uh, Picard, and we also see his jealousy, like in the Robin Hood thing. He's not happy that she said she's going to marry some <laughs> guy. And he's like, but he's not real, Picard. It doesn't really matter. It's all a game, you know. And so, you know, that's great. And he gets to show off his sword fighting skill again. He, d- he does. Like we have, um, so guy goes to him. I'll have you know, I'm the. Uh, yeah. Best, I'm the greatest sword, swordsman in all of Nottingham, and yeah. they have a bit of a fight. And then Picard goes, "I ought to tell you something. I'm not from Nottingham." Yeah, <laughs> which is kind of like uh, the Princess Bride, where he says, "Like I'm the greatest swordsman with my left hand," and he says, "Well, I'm not left-handed." <laughs> and then the other one says, "Well, I'm not left-handed either," and they end up fighting with the right hand. So it's, I think it's. Sort of an homage, a yeah. little play on that kind of thing, but it's a, it's a nice line. And then at the end, then it, Picard kind of loses Vash to Q. You know, it's a bit yeah, but he's not petty enough to be annoyed at that. But I think a lot of other people would be pretty annoyed. Yeah, this guy who you've got this kind of love hate relationship <laughs> with. Has swept in and <laughs> took away. I mean, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know whether the relationship between Vash and Q's ever really romantic. I mean, we get a bit more on it in DS Nine. Yeah, it, there's nothing ever implied that there's any romance no, between them. And certainly nothing physical. So, you know, I don't no, know that that's would work with well, Q. That is more sort of a guide, and yeah, I think he's going along for fun and adventures with him. I think he sees a lot in her of what he sees in Picard, but she's willing to go along with it yeah. all, whereas Picard wouldn't do. But I imagine it, if Picard was up for it, Q would be quite happy travelling the galaxy yeah. with Picard, you know. But um, So, you know, it's it, it's quite interesting. And it speaks to sort of who Picard is, that he, he doesn't show any jealousy in that scenario. And also, he sort of does this thing of, you know, but you must guarantee her safety yeah. and everything, and I'll hold that over you. And that's the, the payment of the debt yeah. kind of thing. So some really nice stuff with Picard and Q, and 
we get a bit more about Q here. Like we we carry on sort of humanizing him a little bit. So he, he feels indebted to Picard. Yeah. Like I, I quite like it when he first appears in Picard's ready room and he tells him that he's indebted and I want to give you a present. Yeah. And like he goes away and immediately Picard's Riker report to my ready yeah. room and it's he's I'll I'll notify the whole, the whole crew room that we've got a problem. Yeah. Q wants to give me a present. Yeah. Oh no. And uh, yeah, it's um, I like all the bits where Picard's just like. He, he says something like, I'll do this for you, then I'll be going to say, just be gone, that'll be fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't want anything from you. <laughs> it is, it's kind of like the, sort of the annoying relative who turns up every so often kind of thing, and Picard's just like, I just want him away. It's got to the point where he's not, he's not scared by Q at all. No. You know, but meaning camera at Farpoint and uh, Hyde and Q, and yeah, certainly the- in Q Who, there was... A degree of threat when Q turned up, but now now he is just an annoyance. Yeah, <laughs> and, it's... and I think they've realised that he's just turning up to annoy Picard. Yeah, now. that's it. Uh, well, in this one, he isn't in his in his mind. If well, not in, not in his mind, but the way that he does things. We've yeah, seen... and I think he makes quite a nice offer. So, well, I'll take you back in time so you can go see well, this archaeological yeah. site. And I think that one's quite... Yeah. And it, I think Picard's almost cutting his nose off to spite his face, turning that, that down. Yeah. I I, think I'll, take, I'll take you back far enough to look at the site. No. Well, I'll take you back even further so you can actually see the civilization. Yeah, <laughs> and you're not, you're not breaking any laws. Yeah. You're gonna, I, I think if there was any other way of doing it, if it was anyone but Q offering it, I think Picard would be... I'd be up for that, but he's, he's that annoyed with Q that he just won't let him <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, Q, Q pushes his buttons. <laughs> yeah, so that's quite good, a sort of stubborn side of Picard we get there. One of the things, though, that I think was a bit more interesting is Q sort of, I've found a weakness in Picard now. He's like, yeah. I've been probing him, trying to get it trying to find a chink in his armour for yeah, years that, now yeah if I'd realised all it took was the love of a woman and a appeared female yeah. from the outside and that, that's interesting <laughs> that Q feels that that's a vulnerability in Picard and maybe it is you know maybe that's why Picard does want to maintain so much privacy yeah. with relationships and I think we are going to look at lessons further down the line where he has a relationship with another member of the yeah. crew and that that's interesting in how that potentially compromises him. So Q might actually be be onto something here, but it's interesting that there's almost a hint of the old sort of sinister side to Q there when he says that, like I yeah. found something. And you know, Delancey does it with his acting, like he drops his tone <laughs> when he says it, it's almost threatening the way he does it. And another thing is like he comes up with this plan, blah, 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 I'm going to, Vash is going to be the one you've got to save. But to me, it it's kind of a flaw. His idea is I'm going to show, going to make Picard have to confront the fact that he loves this woman. He loves her and he's compromised. But Picard says to him, like, we'd do it for any innocent person. Yeah. And Q says, well, would you risk your crew for an, just anyone? And I think the answer to that would be yes. Uh, yes, he would. And they do do on a, on a it, weekend. Yeah, it, it's a Starfleet crew. Yeah. Regardless of how they were put into that circumstance. Yeah, they it, do. 
it would be their duty to try do, and protect. do things like this on a, re- on a weekly basis. Yeah, exactly. So I think Q's logic's a little yeah. bit skewered there because it, it, that is exactly what a Starfleet crew would do. Especially since um, she, you know, even looking aside her relationship with Picard, she's a delegate to an archaeological conference yeah. that they're hosting. Yeah, they're going to... So she's a guest of the Federation. Yeah. She's a guest of Starfleet. So absolutely they'd have to yeah, do the best would. to save her. So he gets the result he wants, but I, I'm not sure yeah. the logic there quite follows. And then the we've sort of touched on it a little bit, is Q genuinely seems intrigued by Vash. He's, he's almost like, uh, oh, I've not seen one like that before. You know, yeah, you're, not, a you're, human. Not, you're not acting how I'd expect. Yeah, yeah, and it's I suppose it's because, as far as we know, most or all of the contact he's had is with the crew of the Enterprise, and then all of a sudden, yeah, there's this woman who's a bit of a loose cannon, and it's like, oh, they, <laughs> they do humans like that as well. <laughs> yeah, this is interesting. Like, like you see, you see the sort of like Starfleet isn't military; it is, but it isn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it seems very much a military side of humanity. Yeah. Where they follow regulations and they do yeah. the right thing and they're being trained in how to act. That's and it. And it's something different. It's, it's almost like he's found a new ice cream flavour. Like, <laughs> oh, they, they do it like that. Brilliant. Well, it's not just vanilla. Yeah, exactly. So he's got something else to play with and we'll, we'll see over on DS9 how that plays out. I think we... We probably will get the chance to to look at that one. Yeah, I think we'll. That might be the last Q episode. Last Q we'll episode we do, yeah. <clears throat> and then Vash herself. Again, they're building on all the stuff they do with Captain's Holiday, but she absolutely has Picard sussed out. Oh yeah, she's got his number. She can wrap him round a little finger if she wants to, but but also there is sort of an equality to the relationship. They're, they're on even pegging, but. She knows how to get round him, and as we said, she she does seem genuinely hurt. He's not told people. Yeah, like so, there's quite a nice part where she's um, in the reception before they go off. Yeah, to Nottingham, and she sort of excuse me, um, and she's gone off to uh, call a Picard because no one knows her. <laughs> yeah, and you have Wolf looks to him and goes, "Hmm, nice legs." Realizes what he said. Yeah. Goes, oh, for a human. Yeah. <laughs> well, fair enough. Well, like I mean, she does have nice legs, but it just does, seems yeah. very out of place. It does fall <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Wolf's got like I don't know if he was trying to make small talk because he's in that sort of place. Yeah, maybe <laughs> Wolf's trying to be laddish or yeah. something. Yeah. And I mean. Worf's got some great stuff in this episode. You know, this has my favourite Worf line in it of all time. I can time. imagine what it is, but go on. <laughs> I protest, sir. I am not a merry that's man. It. <laughs> yeah, that's great. And when he smashes the guitar, he's, he's really not amused by this at all. And, you know, that carries on from... <coughs> It carries on from, like, you know, he, he doesn't like Q being on the Enterprise. And as head of security, no, should you? Yeah. And give him his dues here. He does have a good bit as a head of security. When Vash is on the bridge, he's like, what's going on here? And it's like, yeah, good, Worf, because you, sometimes you do let people get away with a bit too much on that ship, but I'll give him his dues in that one. He, he's on the ball. He's like, she shouldn't be here. And then, obviously, he finds out who she is, and it carries on. But, you know, good, good on Worf with that one. 
But yeah, is, is it Will Scarlet that Worf has to be? And uh, Aaron Adele. Alan, it, no, it's no, Geordie. Will, yeah, Will, Will Scarlet because he's in the red. Yeah, and he's, yes, he's certainly not amused <laughs> by it. Sir, I am not a merry man. I love that line. <laughs> it's a very good line, and it's the one... <laughs> It's the one you think of when you think of this episode. It's really good stuff. Wolf's very good at sort of deadpan yeah. humour. And I think the it's second and four seasons, but they're starting to find the, the strengths of it there. Yeah. Like, it, there's part of this episode, and I'm really annoyed about it, when Wolf's fighting uh, the guy, and he gets his arm cut, and he's just rubbish shit, sword fighting. Yeah. Everything. No, Worf, you fight with bloody battles. And this is. You're trained in hand to hand combat. And and this is after a reunion where he's fought Duras to the yeah. death and defeated him, and you know. Yeah, so we've seen that, he's an amazing. Yeah, he's. He, and because in. Oh no, Duras uses a sword, doesn't he? But Worf uses a battle left. But yeah, you'd think he'd be yeah. reasonably proficient with a sword at yeah. least, but. Yeah, and the, the other one that gets me is how... Um, and there's a major problem. He has the wrong coloured blood. He does, yeah. I mean, that's... I think... It, was how, this before or after Star Trek Six? It'll, it'll have been around the time, won't it, actually? Uh, We'd have to look it up. But no, it, no, no, Star Trek Six ninety four. It could have been, yeah. I'm not sure off the top of my head, to be totally honest. But um, the the problem with the Klingon blood is like, I suppose, do you kind of have to go for majority rules? Because it's only in Star Trek Six that it's purple. <laughs> pink. And, pink. And and that's it. It's yeah. no other one. So really, it's Star Trek Six that got it wrong. But Yeah, I think Star Trek Six is the most visual, though. With yes, the it, it, and it makes a big hoo-ha about yeah. it. So, yeah, it's an interesting one. But you know what? The Klingons have obviously got something weird going on physiologically. Yeah, they do change. It's not completely unbelievable that the blood had changed colour and then changed back again. I can give you that one. It was probably just a brief time during Star Trek VI when it was that colour. <laughs> and probably only a certain subset of Klingons or something, you know. I bet someone's written a, some fanfic about yeah, explaining will it. Be. They all had a virus that turned the blood pink or something, I don't know. And then, yeah, so that's pretty much sort of everything in terms of, like, the story and the characters and everything. One thing, though, I, I picked up on the, the Robin Hood. Where's the Saracen character, the Nazir Akeem character? There, there isn't one in this. It goes with the, yeah. well, the traditional sort of Robin Hood setup, and it? Yeah, I don't the, think we've really <coughs> got that character introduced. Maybe not, because... At this point, I think it was... It, it was interesting. It was probably Prince of Thieves, was it? That was the second one, because the, the thing was, the the idea of Robin Hood having a, a Saracen as one of his merry men was brought in by Richard Carpenter in the, the ITV uh, UK TV series, Robin yeah. Sherwood, in the 80s. And then they used it for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. But I want Prince of Thieves. That was after. That was like 91 or something. Well, this is 91 as well. So that, yeah, maybe. But what, what, the reason I'm thinking it would have been interesting to have it is because every sort of subsequent version of Robin Hood has had a version of that Yeah, well, by the time we got to Men in Tights in 93. And, and I was, 
it's very strange because Picard is in the <laughs> yes, same uniform, is. the same goatee and tash yeah, as what true. Robin Hood has in Robin Hood Men in Tights, yeah. which Picard also stars yeah, in. Yeah, he plays the Sean Connery <laughs> cameo. It's, um, King Richard, King, King yeah. Richard. Which was, Sean Connery did that in Prince of Thieves. But my, my thinking with it was, you know, myths grow and evolve. So I think by the 24th century, there will be a Saracen Robin Hood character, you know, because that has become oh, I think so it's entrenched. All, I think it's already part of it. That's it, that's I what I mean. I think it's already part of the myth now. And it's, it's interesting that it develops. 30, 30 odd years? Yeah, yeah. And it, it, it's interesting how mythologies do develop and everything. Yeah. It would have been, maybe, as you say, it's maybe quite wasn't quite there for him to put it in. Yeah. But it would have been nice for him to do it, just I'd have found that interesting. But, um, yeah, there's, I mean, there's loads of stuff we can talk about in terms of, like, the Robin Hood stuff that's great. Like, um, we have um, Marina, Troy, learning how to choose a bow and have your own shoot status. Yeah, right that's away. good. <laughs> that, that was one of the things I wasn't as keen on, is that, um, Councillor Troy and Doctor Crusher only get to smash pots over people's heads. You know, and it's it's very sort of reductive in a sense. But I suppose you can say, well, they're honouring the Errol Flynn, type, yeah. and that is what would have done. And we sort of make up for it by Vash being really proactive and having none of it, and basically <laughs> throwing the whole thing yeah. off the rails. Certainly from from Q's point of view, she she derails the whole endeavour really so you know it's just such good fun even down to like the the way the actors like stand and move and stuff like there's a bit where uh, where they first run into the the Greenwood and Picard Robin Hood he, he sort of stands on a log and he puts his leg up on it like yeah. Errol Flynn and you know just little there's, fun touches there's like quite that. a few fun touches in this it's a really really good fun episode like, I've not watched it in a few years till yeah. I watched it back for this and I'd forgotten what a, a really good fun one it, it is, is good. because it's it's one of them like I think I watched a lot as a kid because it were sort of a bit of a comedy and a light episode yeah. and I've not watched it as I say in a long while it, it's, it is good fun it's, it's, a, fu- it's, a mu- it's funny to watch it's, it yeah. is it's a really good one to go back to after a while and check yeah, it out again. And it's one, of, it's one of those... It's nice that it's got the throwback to Captain Solidix because <laughs> we see what happens to Vash. Yeah. But it's also one of those very much standalone episodes. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely nothing... It's in its own little bubble. Yeah, it is. And you can pick up who everybody is, who Q is, yeah. who Vash is. It's all there in the episode for you, so... It's probably a good one to show people who not really into Star Trek. Yeah, it is a fun episode. Yeah, can use it as a gateway episode yeah. to get people into Star Trek. So we'll move on to the next one then. And the next one is Tapestry from season six. Yeah, like. Well, the whole thing of this story really comes from almost a throwaway episode in a season two episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, Samaritan's Snare when Picard needs his hat, his hat yeah. uh, replacing. And he just makes a comment. I remember at the time when I got stabbed, yeah. I laughed. And that one comment is what this entire yeah, episode is. is based on. And it's very clever how they ultimately get yeah. there and the reason for him laughing and everything. Yeah, it's very, very good. And it's kind of... 
it's a sort of Star Trek take on Christmas Carol or it's a wonderful life sort of thing to see you know what could have been yeah this is what could have happened if you hadn't done this yeah it's it's an interesting concept and I think it's a very very strong episode this so we'll we'll have a little look at the ins and outs of the story then so we go straight into it like we start in the middle of a crisis Picard's getting beamed on something's happened He's dead before the end of the teaser. Yeah, he's in sick vein, he's dead. And he's in the afterlife, or what he believes is the afterlife, or what Q would have us believe is the afterlife. And we don't Q presents himself as God. As God, <laughs> and that's it, and that's your, that's the end of your teaser. Now, we've talked a couple of times about how sometimes TNG has these weird teasers that there's sort of a bit of nothing, and... It, you know, and you go into the credits thinking, well, I wonder what this episode's going to be about, but this is a really good one. Oh, it's... Picard's dead and Q's gone. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right, okay. That's where we're going this I'm, week. Yeah, I'm going to stick with this one and see how it pans out, because that's pretty big stuff. And then, oh, they have the discussion, as you say, about the heart and everything. and Yeah, and it's not like, do you have any regrets? Or... Yeah. That seems to be Q's thing, that he's trying to get Picard to admit that he's got regrets in his life. Yeah, and that he should have done things <laughs> differently, and he wishes he hadn't done certain things. And, and again, this is like, you know, we talked about last time, Q were trying to sort out Picard's love life, but it, here he's almost trying to sort of absolve this feeling of regret and guilt that yeah. he's got about how he used to be. And again, he's doing... He's doing Picard a favour here. Yeah, I think he is. I wonder whether it was premeditated, like he thought, I'm going to do this to Picard, and he waited for the situation to present itself, or whether he was off in the queue continuum and he saw that Picard had died and thought, oh, I've got an idea. <laughs> here we go. And that, you know, I, I wonder... It could be either with Q. Yeah. It, it, you wouldn't put it past him for him to have arranged for Picard to get shot so that he could do no, it. You wouldn't, no, you wouldn't have put that past him at all to be yeah. behind the whole thing. So, who knows? But for whatever reason he does it, he ultimately says, okay, we'll let you redo it and let you see if you can avoid getting stabbed. But because it's Q, it's not just a case of, okay, I'll change history, he didn't get stabbed. It's you've got to prevent it prevent, yeah this is your challenge now I'm going to put you in with two days to go and let's see if you can actually do things differently and manipulate things differently and we see how that pans out so we get young Picard but we obviously see Patrick yeah, Stewart yeah we're seeing Patrick Stewart we're not seeing the young we're kind of doing the quantum leap thing of yeah. we're, we're seeing the actor that we yeah. know but everyone else is seeing Young Picard. Who we know is... Um, Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy. But he's bald, according yeah. to <laughs> Nemesis. Like, it's a peculiar like, one. This is a slight spoiler for the episode, <laughs> if you haven't seen it. Tom Hardy isn't in it. He isn't, actually. We not. have to apologise in advance. I mean, what would Tom Hardy have been? About three or something? <laughs> oh, maybe a bit older. Maybe about ten or so. Well, this would be 90, like 93, this episode. Yeah. That's Tom Hardy, about 40. Like... Mid to late thirties, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I don't think he'd got his equity card by that no. point. So <laughs> it's not Tom Hardy; it's some lad who's got hair in this one. But yeah, they got that totally wrong. <laughs> that was a weird one. Unless he went through a phase where he shaved his head at the the uh, the academy. But if you want more of our thoughts on. 
Picard and Tom Hardy and his head shaving and everything, check out the Nemesis episode, which yep. is the... It is out there. Episode 4, episode 5, maybe. I want to say episode 4. Um, so check that out. It's on the feed. All our past episodes are on there, so have a look. And then the decision then to use Patrick Stewart instead of the young man paid off quite nicely for him in the kissing scene. Yeah. So he gets this young lass, and she was young as well. I think she was only about 20 or something, the actress. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> and... Patrick Stewart goes for it in that scene. There's some serious oh, tongue yeah. going on there. He's not mucking about. Yeah, he won't waste any opportunity. He won't, as we um, Do we blame him? No, no not in the slightest. Not. Um, maybe she might have not been as happy about it, but. No, it's Patrick Stewart. It's Patrick Stewart. Very true. Go on, yes. you'd give him a bit of tongue if you had the opportunity, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. <laughs> I'm not a young actress, you know, but. Um, so yeah so we get that and he basically hooks up with this old friend that it, it is implied that he obviously had feelings for her at the time and never acted on it and so he's getting chance to like Sam Beckett put things yeah. right that once went wrong and, and it, yeah it's very much a quantum leap episode it is yeah and ultimately he does avoid getting stabbed yeah he gets to sleep with his friend that he never did yep and fall out with everybody and um, gets himself stabbed uh, Void's getting himself stabbed rather and then we go back to the present Present day day. and it's not so good for Picard in this no he's a lieutenant a lieutenant junior grade as well yeah still which is yeah he's not he's like the Harry Kim of (laughs) yeah he's not progressed at all yeah and it's this it's quite interesting seeing how his dynamic is with the um, the the rest of the crew and well he knows them and he's sort of like but he's yeah they know he knows them because he has the memories of previous but But they they just see him as this this officer that you know as Riker and Troy say you know he's he's reliable he's dependable he's punctual yeah but which is about the sort of as damning with faint praise as you can get punctual and Basically, Picard. Well, he starts off. He's almost like I'm going to make a go of it. He sort of goes to them and says, "You know, I want to do command, and is there any opportunity for progression and all this?" And sort of like, "Well, no, you haven't done anything for. Is it twenty or thirty years? Something like that. Yeah, he's never pushed for anything. For twenty or thirty years, you've not pushed. Now suddenly, Mm. which interestingly, I mean, that brings to mind something like when." we saw Garrett Wong at a convention and he was talking about, you know, as an ensign, he, he said he asked a real-life ensign in the military, he said, you know, as long as you didn't kill your captain, where would you be in seven years? And, they, you know, they said, whichever grade. And he was like, so, you know, why didn't Harry Kim get promoted? And we're seeing this with Picard here as yeah, well. Yeah, it's sort of like, So yeah. maybe the thing with Starfleet, because it's not driven by money and whatnot, it's all... It, you know, you have to do something to move yeah, up. Yeah, so you it's don't not... just get promoted, which is yeah, the rank. You get promoted if you can do a job yeah. rather than promoted just for your pay rise right, for, for being in for seven years. For long service, yeah. So it gives up. Which does seem a much better way of doing it if it's it no really, if it's, you know, based on being good. It's like um, in the American office, there's a bit where Pam's working on sales and her commission's really bad. And she has a bit where she talks to the camera and she says, um, oh, when you're in sales, nearly all your money's commission. So if you suck at sales, you don't really get much money. 
which I suppose is fair. <laughs> it's kind of like yeah. that, but you know. But it, this leads to Q coming back to him and ultimately allowing him to put have it right have another, again. Have a second chance at <laughs> it. And, and it, it does sort of teach him the lesson ultimately that, you know, you might not have approved who you of who you were when you were younger, but, but who you were is made you who you made are. You, exactly, and it's sort of like Ace Rimmer. <laughs> if the one thing had been different, yeah. Picard had have ended up as a... Schmegged. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, looking at what we get about Picard then, so, as you said, the artificial heart... It's nice that they picked a bit of continuity there yeah. and used it really well instead of just all of a sudden saying Picard's got an artificial yeah, well, heart. Well, it's only like when you think about it, like obviously we've seen all of Next Generation yeah. lots of times now. But originally, when you're watching this and if you've never seen it before and you get this season two episode, I think it's episode 12 it, or 13, yeah, it's yeah. about halfway through season two. And you just get this comment from Picard. I laughed when I got stabbed through the heart. Yeah. And it makes... And it's why. Yeah. It's not explained no, at it's all. No, And you thought, what? And it, it's four years later yeah. that somebody's and we, picked up on that one comment and gone, hold yeah. on, let's... <laughs> and we get it here. We get, obviously, the laugh at the start. And Q says, you know, you were laughing. and But then, ultimately, the way it all pans out, the laugh is... Because everything's going back to how it was. Yeah, I'm getting my life back yeah. and suddenly it all makes sense. And yeah, it's very, very clever writing. And looking at sort of some of the other progression of Picard, one thing I found really interesting is right at the start when Q's there bathed in white light and everything. Now, I, I think you can tell who it is, but I think it's implied that Picard doesn't know who he is until he gets really close yeah. up to him. So Picard here thinks that he's died and thinks that this is the afterlife and he walks towards God with his hand or what he thinks to be God with his hand out and it, I find that really interesting. You know, does it tell us something about Picard's faith or... Yeah, well... Is, is it just because he's an explorer, it's an inquisitive nature, so he's like, well, I, I want to know what's going on? Um, but we know that he has a strict father. We do, yeah. And from France. So we can probably look at him. He's probably had a strict Catholic or Possibly Christian. so, yeah. Well, not strict, but he no, will no. have been taught that is, yeah. is a belief thing from a so, young age. So maybe he does hold some sort of faith and he doesn't look scared to be where he is. No. You know, he, he, he's inquisitive with it. And, and then obviously he's amused that when Q says he's God, he yeah, just, that's when he don't believe it. No, that's it. He thinks it's all some sort of setup there, and it it might be. Well, it's well we've talked we've touched on this before. It's like are the Q gods the omnipotent? Yeah, the so like to our understanding they are gods. Like they can move back and forwards in time. They can go anywhere in the universe. They yeah, can, and they can alter the. Alter yeah. anything in the universe to want And as far as we it's... know, they didn't create the universe, but they could have done. So that, yeah, I mean, it's... what do you define as a god? That They're not the Christian god or any yeah. of the, the pantheon of gods worshipped around the world, but they are, to all intent and purposes, gods. But, yeah, I like that Picard says, you know, that the universe is not so badly designed that you'd be in charge <laughs> of the afterlife. <laughs> 
And that, that must be quite a relief for <coughs> You know, that must be a bit of a relief because it's like, oh, I can't be dead because there's no way Q's gone. So yeah. that, that's fine. Um, then we see a version of his father and he's very sort of strict, being very nasty to him. And his reaction suggests that that's not just Q messing with him. That is how his father was. Yes. And I think, if I'm right, this is the only time we see his father. Yeah, it is. Like, we, like we've seen Robert before. Yeah, and his, his father's Robert. very like Robert. So, uh, yeah, and we get the impression that Robert's has followed in his father's footsteps. And yeah, yeah, and you, you so can, can see that. We can imagine there being, being stern and yeah. against Starfleet. And so it has been... And then Picard gets to do something which a lot of us often think it'd be amazing like he gets to relive his own past but with the knowledge he has now yeah and as we said it doesn't quite work out the way he expects it to see he alienates his two best friends yeah by being a lot more straight-laced and um not good fun and yeah i mean he, he ultimately alienates matter at first he gets on quite well with her but um he does ultimately push both of them away and it's interesting his approach to it because he he is trying to balance sort of being sensible. He's trying to stop the fight. He's trying to prevent uh, ultimately him dying in the future and blah, blah, blah. But he's also indulging in his desires where, you know, I always fancied Marta and yeah. you know now I've got my chance. So he's going to go for it. So, so it is changing time. Yeah, he is. And which is... It's, like it's interesting when he goes back to the future and he's on the Enterprise as a junior lieutenant junior grade and I wonder if it's all like a Q fantasy this this is what um, because like if he is that mediocre how's he ended up on the flagship yeah unless he's just very good in his own field because like Barclay ended up on the, yeah. the Enterprise and you know Worf's not very good at security if we're honest and he's there <laughs> But yeah, it it does make you wonder if it's a Q fantasy, and it the episode ultimately left me wondering like, is history changed at all or not? You know, like, so what happens is Picard relives it, he makes a complete mess of it. So in that timeline, that's where he ends up being a lieutenant, yeah. blah blah blah. But we can forget that because he gets a chance to change it again. But when Q takes him back to just before the fight. It's the version of the fight we've just seen in the scenario where Picard changed things. Yeah, so... So does that mean that in the timeline, ultimately, that Picard goes back to at the end of the episode, he has slept with Marta, and he has annoyed his mates for a couple of days, yeah. presumably he met up with them again because he did join in the fight, but yeah, it's, uh... what's actually been changed there, you know? And it'd have been interesting to bring Marta back into it in the series and just to explore to that to see yeah what is well, their relationship well we have got a new uh, Picard series coming up so there's all these possibilities I mean, it, it would be really interesting because then there's there's the ethics of that because it's like well wait a minute I've fundamentally changed your life now yeah. not you know, not saying that you know Picard's prowess changing no it's not earth shattering in that sense but her relationship with someone is now different and yeah. how that impacts her future is... It's different. It's completely different, you know, so... It's I'd, a butterfly effect. Yeah, the, it's, you know, the answer is... I, I, 
I don't know whether everything's back how it was or whether we're living in a slightly altered version now. And the episode doesn't give any answers to that. Yeah, I like to think that when Q, when he went back and got stabbed again, mm. he laughed because we've already had reference that he laughed. Yeah. So that that's a fixed point. Yeah, yeah. So I like to think Q let it carry on from where he was and just repaired his heart. Yeah, that's what I think. That's where. Otherwise, we start looking at multiple timelines. Yeah, existing. we do. I, I think and we all know. I think ultimately, really nothing happens in this episode to all you know in the now yeah I think not, basically Picard gets shot and he, he gets better he survives and that, that's it yeah really so yeah but it's an interesting one to think about it all but um, yeah it's a it's a yeah, funny one yeah potentially we've got um, otherwise we've got three separate uh, timelines yeah, going we have, which but is... I like to think that Q's powerful enough because he's omnipotent yeah I and think... he's God I think it just clicks his fingers and it all goes back yeah, where Q it was. Can go, right. but, but Picard's heart's better. Yeah, he's learned his lesson. Yeah. And that's the other thing which you can overlook in this episode is the fact that Picard died here yeah. and Q saved him. So he's not just taught him this lesson, he's also prevented him from dying. Unless Q set up the scenario Unless in the Q first place. Unless Q set it up, yeah. But there's no... Which we're not putting past him. No, but there's no on-screen acknowledgement No, there's nothing... Picard doesn't even speculate on it or anything. No. So, basically... Q has saved his life. Q saved his life and taught him this... Improved his sort of uh, mental health to an extent yeah. by teaching Don't have him. these reset regrets about yeah. when you were younger because... They made you the man you are so, now. Q's a really good guy to Picard in this episode, really. Yeah, well, we, we are looking at this. Like, there's nothing there's nothing at all that suggests Q's off to be in Picard. But they've got this relationship that they it have. makes so much sense. He's one of the most important characters for, for the character of Picard. So, yeah... He should do, and especially when you've got stuff like this, you yeah. know. It'd be nice for John DeLacy to get away from doing My Little Pony for a little <laughs> and get back to Star Trek. Yeah, it would be, and I'm sure he'd be up for it. But as I say, he does seem to have been a bit more active. Sort of, I keep seeing things reported that he said on social media and think, you know, he just seems to have popped his head up a little bit. Yeah. I don't know, maybe if that's a sign that we're going to see him, but... Let's have a look then at um, sort of what we see of the Star Trek universe. So, first of all, Rafa Khan uniforms. So uh, well, it's actually Enterprise C uniforms. Enterprise C uniforms. slightly different. Yeah. Because they haven't got the high collar. You're right, yeah. So, But, again, very similar. And it, it, it's a progression. It, it adds it, to our sort of theory that that is the longest-serving uniform. Yeah. Or variants thereof are the longest-serving yeah. uniform. It's this before the... Um, Oh, which episode is it? With Shrazer in. Oh, the Bozeman. Uh, no, yeah, this will be after it. So that so, was season five. Yeah, because yeah. they had the, this, they yeah, they did. this uniform and as well. So. It's a nice bit of continuity whenever they, they kind of wheel them out. Yeah. But then Q says to Picard that whatever happens to Picard isn't important enough to change history. Now, I, I think we can disagree with that. Because if Picard isn't the captain of the Enterprise, what happened at Wolf 359? Yeah. Did the Borg take whatever that captain, whatever whoever the captain was at yeah, that point? 
and was that captain as strong as Picard to break yeah, out of it? And like his first encounter with Q, how was he dealt with? Yeah, and who was the arbiter of succession for the Klingon High yeah, Council? So who's ruling the yeah. Klingons now? Is it Jurassic? Like Picard has a big footprint. He's in had history. a major effect on galactic history. So yeah. I think, but again. Q can say things like this because I think ultimately Q knows how this is going to pan out, so it's not a not a major issue. Again, we see sort of a seedier side of the Star Trek universe, not seedier, but we we see a bar. And yeah, well, I think it's nice to see that the go to bars. Yeah, it is. It's good. Like, we've heard the, we've heard this mentioned, but like especially in TNG, it was very goody goody. It was, yeah. It was. There it, was a lot like there was. It was a big thing, sort of the late eighties, early nineties. Was a lot of the start of sort of the PC, yeah, and all all that in a big way. So they were very, yeah, they were, and it, it was very squeaky clean. But we are seeing bits of it, like we saw Ricer, and yeah, we see a bar, and it, you know, it's we see a bar fight and everything going on. So it's nice to see that that sort of stuff exists and everything. And I like that. Domjock game that they're playing. So that looks like sort of a cross between bar billiards and pinball or something. It looks like the game that they played in Star- that was going on in the bar in Star Trek Five. Ah, uh, maybe yeah. So it's it, I, it's a funny one. I I think it looks pretty cool. It's like an L shaped yeah. pool table, but there's pinball style bumpers on it. Yeah, and the holes are in the actual surface, like in bar billiards. So. I don't know how you keep scoring it, but it looks <laughs> it looks like it could be a good fun game. And also, you don't often get this in Star Trek. We actually get a reference to what calendar year it is. Because they say class of 27. Yeah. So presumably this is 23, 27. 23, 27. So but it's it. not often you actually get No, you normally get, just get a star date. And yeah, usually it's from like... But in a, in an academic thing, it makes sense that they say the class Yeah, of. it does. Absolutely. And they're on Earth, the Academy's yeah. on Earth, so presumably Earth still uses yeah, a calendar. Yeah, the Earth calendar. Yeah, and then you only need star dates you when, you're, when you go off you're off world. world. Yeah. So I like that. It's nice that they drop that in now and again. A um, couple of other things I noticed in the episode. like I like the bit where uh, in the sick bay at the start and Worf's sort of telling Beverly what happened... And you can hear like real shame in his voice, and it's like, you, yeah, you're the head of security, and your captain's just been killed under yeah. your watch, kind of thing. And I know I make jokes about Worf being a bit slack, but but it's you know it's very very brief, but it's a nice shade to the performance that Michael Dorn puts in. Yeah, there. you can see sort of the the dishonor, I suppose, from a Klingon thing showing how he feels that he's let his captain potentially die so I like that and a weird thing is sort of following on from this scene we find out he's been shot but then when Q's talking to him and he's showing him his heart he says well maybe if you didn't have this you wouldn't have died from a random energy surge so I wonder if there's been a rewrite at some point whether there's there's been a rewrite of that teaser and they've shot the cue bits, right. and it, it were meant to be sort of an energy surge from something. Uh, no, it's turning into... And then, so maybe, like, we talked about how brief it was. Maybe it was a much longer sequence, yeah. and, you know, a replicator were going to blow up or so, you know. And it's only a little minor bit, yeah. but it, I just noticed it this time, and I'm like, that's weird. 
No, I've never noticed that. Yeah, it's, I, I just wonder, and you know, I'm sure someone will be able to tell us somewhere, but maybe the scripts had a revision at some point. Yeah. Because it, it's a packed episode, so I'm wondering if when they edited it down, it was like, well, we haven't got, we haven't got enough time in the teaser to do this thing, so let's just make it, Three. it's been shot, Bang. off we go. Yeah. And that that's what I'm wondering. Possibly. But then you'd have thought they'd have re-looped Q's line yeah. and said, but anyway... But yeah, I think that's a it's a cracking episode. Is it is a good. It is, and it doesn't give you a clue in its title like it's a Q episode. No, which is good. Even though Q does turn up before <laughs> yeah the teaser, so it wouldn't have made any difference. But it's nice that yeah, it doesn't happen often. There's this I, one, all good things. All, all all good things and encounter at Farpoint. Yeah, but beyond them two, yeah, I yeah. think this is the only one. Oh no, there's Death Wish in Voyager. Right. And again, yeah, that's. But then the focus of that is kind of the other Q, yeah, isn't it, to, really? Yeah. Or Quinn, as they call him. So, yeah, I think. Is there anything else you want to cover on no, tapestry? I think, I think we've been we quite good at covering a tapestry. Yeah, it's like a much more serious episode than the previous one we've just looked oh, at. Oh, definitely. The good good ones to pair up with each other are these. Yeah. It shows you can do different things with Q. And next week, I think we're going to wrap up Q. So we've got. True Q from TNG, which is his his last appearance other than All Good good Things. things. And then we know it's the road to Picard, but... Just for fun. Just for fun, we're going to look at Q's appearance in DS9. Yeah, his one and only appearance. Yeah, which is Q-less, I believe that one's called. So we're going to take a look at them next time. If you want to get in touch with us in the meantime, we're on Twitter, we're at RetrekPod. We're on email, retrekpod at gmail.com, or if you search for Retrek on Facebook, you'll find the group. You're more than welcome to join, and you can start us off on any discussion. We're always happy to talk Star Trek with anybody, yeah. so drop us a line on there. Uh, but for now, thanks for trekking with us this time, and we'll see you next time on the Retrek. Thanks. Bye-bye.